Welcome to Champion Circle Podcast. We have a mandate to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ because your life matters to God. Grab a Bible and get set to receive a personal word from the Lord as you listen to this timely and spirit-filled message. Here is today's message. Understanding the blessedness of a revival. Now in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, Bible says to everything there is a season. And a time to have repurpose under heaven. There is a time and there is a season. If you call yourself a farmer and you don't know the difference between the planting season and the raining season, the one is out of shape. Praise the Lord. So in the kingdom also, the Bible says there is what? A season and a time for everything under heaven. And I have come again to remind us that in this kingdom, we are in our season of revival. Praise the Lord. Because we are in the midst of the year. If you look at Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2 and verse 6, Bible says, O Lord, revive thy works in the midst of the year. That's just the midst of the year is a season of revival to every one child of God. Praise the Lord. That is why you cannot allow this July to go without you enjoying your visitation. That is why you must be rightly positioned this month of July so that what heaven have in store for you in the midst of the year can be delivered. Now, first half of the year is gone. Second half is here. My prayer is that this second half will better first half. I said, your second half will better your first half. In the name of the Lord. Look at, let's quickly look at Luke chapter 19. Verse 41, 42, and 44. Look at verse 41. Bible says, and when he was come near, this is just talking about Jesus Christ. He beheld the city and wept over it. Jesus suddenly looked up and looked at the city. And began to cry. What is it about that city. That can make Jesus. The savior of the whole world. To weep. Look at verse 42. Saying. If thou hadst known. Even thou. At least in this thy day. The things which belong unto thy peace. But now. They are hid from thy eyes. That's just when you don't understand what the season has got to offer, you miss out on those opportunities. Now, th- that was the first thing that made Jesus to weep. Look at verse 44. And shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not what the time of your visitation. That's just any time we miss out on divine appointment, ridicule is next. Anytime we miss out on divine opportunity, shame will come. But I have good news for somebody here this morning. That it doesn't matter how many times you may have missed out, but this season shall be for you your season. Jesus will not weep over you this season. In the name of Jesus Christ. There is something about times and seasons. And that is why we as believers, we need to understand. Bible talking about the children of Issachar. He said, they are the ones in charge. Every one of their members had their own command. Why? Because they understand the times and seasons. That was for every child of God that maximizes his time and season. Glory cannot elude them. I have good news for you. Glory will not elude you this season. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, if you look at the Passion Translation, Oh, that verse 44. It says, it is your day of visitation that secures you in the day of devastation. So because they don't understand their day of visitation, they ended up in devastation. Look at it. So since you would not recognize God's day of visitation, your day of devastation is coming. Somebody say, God forbid. Somebody say, God forbid. That was many a times when we find ourselves in crisis situation. It is not because God is not faithful. Many a times it is because we fail to identify the times and the season. So that we can plug in to what he is doing. 
The good news is that your season of glory is come. I said your season of glory is come. So this is not time to sleep and be slack. This is not time to give up on hope. Your salvation is nearer than when you first believe. Job said all the days of my appointed time will I wait until my change comes. Somebody's change is coming. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor, you can't afford to give up now. You are closer. You are closer. You can't afford to give up now. If you feel what I'm saying doesn't make sense to you, don't say it. We are not here to play. This is a prophetic service. Praise the Lord. And every part of the service carries the blessings. All you need is to be positioned so that your own catch-up moment, you can pick what is your own. Praise the Lord. No one here will miss out. In the name of the Lord. Now, it is time to keep engaging and not time to sit on the fence. It is time to keep engaging. Perhaps you are here this morning. You are saying, I've been serving and nothing has happened. I have good news for you. That this season, your works will be rewarded. Look at Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 7 to 9. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 7. And verse 7. Be ye strong, therefore. Why? Because you are in your season of glory. Be ye strong, therefore. And let not your hands be weak. For your work shall be rewarded. This is for somebody here this morning. I said your work shall be rewarded. Your labor shall be rewarded. So it is not time to throw in the towel. When Peter began washing his net and he gave up on hope and suddenly he encountered Jesus. But what turned around his mess was the message from Christ. And he obeyed that message. And at the instance of his obedience, everything turned around. This season, somebody's story will change. In the name of the Lord. So it is revival time. Praise the Lord. What is a revival? Number one, a revival is a move of the spirit that steers the spirit of man to commit to kingdom advancement and divorce. A revival is a move of the spirit that steers up the spirit of man to commit to kingdom advancement and divorce. Whatever can advance the kingdom of God, you just plug in and you begin to play your part. You know why you cannot afford to sit on the fence? There is a place for every individual in a revival. There is something you can do. Praise the Lord. We've been told that the revival is the move of God that moves the destinies of men forward. That's just if you must move forward in the midst of revival, then there must be something you too you are doing in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. So when there is revival, you will discover that your spirit as an individual will be steered up from within you and you will get committed to the things of God. There are quite a handful of things every individual can do. Praise the Lord. You can be in the church singing. You can be in the church Praying, you can be in the church going after so you can be in the church adding value with your finance. Praise the Lord. But you can't afford to be idle. Praise God. Let's look at Agai chapter 1. Agai chapter 1, verse 5 to 14. Bible says, now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. That's just in the season of revival, you and I, we must consider our ways to see whether we fit in or not. Verse 6 says, ye have sown much and bring out many. Little. But you know, the season of revival is meant to add value to people's destiny. But for this Bible says, in spite of their efforts, what they are getting is what? It's little. Is that God's will for us? No. You bring in little? 
Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye, ha ye are not filled with drink. Ye, ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that handeth wages, handeth wages to put it into bag with holes. Somebody say, God forbid. We will see what was responsible for those visitations of affliction. Verse 7 says, Thus see the Lord of hosts, consider your way. Let's go. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, says the Lord. God is saying all of this happened to you because you have not brought me glory. Where does this glory lie? For you to take pleasure in the things of God, making sure you form part of those who build his house. Verse 9. Ye look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. That shows some of the losses we suffered are not from the devil. Is somebody getting down? Even that shows the devil himself is even suffering from what he knows nothing about. There are occasions God did blow upon the resources of his people because he doesn't have a place in their lives. Why? Said the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste. And ye run every man unto his own house. You know how to take care of your own house, but you jettison my house. You won't allow, no, you won't allow any need in your house to stay without you meeting them. But you can open your eyes and see need in my house and do as if it doesn't concern you. So, the reason I'm doing, look at this. Therefore, the heaven over you is dead from you. Now, this is one of those invincible battles we can be fighting. And this is the most dangerous. When you don't know that your actions fight against the purpose of God. Praise the Lord. But we are in the season of mercy. Therefore, the heaven over you is dead from you. And the heart is dead from our fruit. Eleven. Is that all? Praise the Lord. And I call for a drought upon the heart and upon the mountains and upon the corn and upon the new wine and upon the oil and upon, upon that which ground bringeth forth and upon men and upon ketu and upon all the labors of thy hands. Then revival came. Then Zerubbabel the son of Shetiel and Joshua the son of Josedek, the high priest, with all the remnants of the people, they did what? They obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God has sent him, and the people did fear before the Lord. Then verse 13. Then spake Haggai the lost messenger in the lost message unto the people, saying, I am with you, Lord. So that shows in the season of revival, we have choices to make. It's either you are with God or you are not with him. But what shows that you are with him begins with your attitude. I am with you, Lord. And the Lord steered up the spirit of Zerubbabel. That is the revival we talk about. The son of Jesus, the governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all of the remnants of the people. And they came and do what? And did work in the house of the Lord their God. That shows any time we jettison the things of God to focus on our things, God is a jealous God. No one here will fall victim. I said, no one here will fall victim. But where we are going in is that when revival comes, you discover that people began to have a rethink. Their attitudes towards the things of God change. Praise the Lord. The way they respond to calls from the kingdom change. Bible says, you know, I shared a testimony sometimes here before that while I was pastoring in Bidabidi, God, the house that God gave us, we were about to roof the house. And we are trusting God for funds. But yet, at the same time, the church I was pastoring was leaking. And I heard him say, he said, Stop the roof of your house and roof my house. When you roof my house, I will roof your home. I told my wife, I said, every work concerning this house stops now. This is what I just had. And we joined force together as a people. And we made sure that rain doesn't beat God's people. Now listen to me. God's people are God's heritage. 
The way you package things to suit them will determine what God will do for you. When you make life comfortable for God's people, you have created a platform for comfort. He said to me, he said, until you roof this place, don't touch. Now, listen to this. You see, many a time when God speaks, other people may not hear, but you that had know you hear something. I had it, but no other person had. So, we stop our home and we make sure we completed out of the church. Then something happened. Even when we are now meant to roof our home, I was challenging my health. I was there on the hospital bed, but God just raised men that I don't know. And on their own, they bought food, they bought zinc, they were just roofing. All they will come to do in the hospital is that, sir, uh, today we walk. I will say, where are you getting money to pay them? They say, pastor, don't worry. We have completed this one. We have completed this one. We have completed this one. And it was like a mirage. That is how it happens. When we give God his first place in our lives, he created platform for our destiny, not to see shame. No one here will see shame. In the name of Jesus Christ. What is it that a man has that God has not given him? Praise the Lord. Number two, a revival is a move of the spirit ordained to terminate all frustrations and afflictions of God's people. Thereby turning them to the envy of their world. This is talking about you and me. A revival is the move of the spirit or then to terminate all frustrations and afflictions of, of God's people, thereby turning them to the envy of their world. In Habakkuk chapter 3, if you look at verse 2 and verse 6, Bible says God will revive his work in the midst of the years. He said, how will he do it? In the midst of the years, he will show mercy. Praise the Lord. Somebody here will enjoy mercy. You know, God is a merciful God. I said, somebody here will enjoy mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. Oh Lord, revive thy work. When? In the midst of the years. And we are in the midst of the year. Praise the Lord. In the midst of the year, make known. In wrath, remember what? Mercy. That's just God will show somebody mercy here. You know, until mercy comes, favor won't show face. Because it is God's mercy that opens the door for his favor to come. Somebody will enjoy mercy this season. And your favor will locate you. Let's see verse 17 to 19. In the season of revival. Bible says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine, the labor of the holy shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The the, the flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stores. Verse 18. Now, before we get to verse 18, if you look at the first statement, I mean the first verse, verse 17, those are the situations that are prevalent in the lives of the people before revival comes. Praise the Lord. That men will labor and their labor won't produce tangible results. That people's expectation may be dashed. Praise the Lord. Why? Because God hasn't breathed upon them. But in the season of revival, look at this now. Planting. You can see that all of this now are efforts in fertility. Somebody is expecting harvest. At the end of the day, there was nothing in the store. No one here will labor in vain. You know why your season of revival has come. And the season of revival is the season of glory. Praise the Lord. But in the midst of them, Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The season of revival is the season of salvation. God won't allow his holy one to see corruption. No one here will see corruption. In the name of the Lord. Look at verse 19. Then suddenly, the Lord God is what? It's my strength. And it will make my feet like king's feet. Now, in the season of revival, don't allow joy to dry up in your life. Somebody getting me? No matter what you may have faced from January till date, beginning from now, trusting the circle of praise and thanksgiving wherever you are, then you will see the hand of God that moves in the season of revival move on your behalf. I am speaking to somebody here this morning. The hand of God will move on your behalf. 
Now Habakkuk said, the Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like what? Like his feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. That is whatever is not adding value. Those things that look like challenges, invincible barriers, in the season of revival, your feet will be so empowered that you begin to walk upon them. That's just those challenges will turn to testimony for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17, Bible says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. That's just in the season of revival, when we gather, we gather to who? We gather to a mighty God. Don't come to church as if you are coming to meet somebody who doesn't have the capacity to liberate you. Let your consciousness about his ability come alive. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. That's just in the season of revival, there shall be salvation. He will rejoice over thee with joy. Somebody's joy in this season of revival shall be restored. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Look at verse 18. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly. Who are of thee to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Reproach is not palatable. Mockery is not palatable. But this season, that mockery that has turned to a burden over your life, the hand of God will lift it up. The hand of God will terminate it. Amen. That siege of barrenness is destroyed. Amen. That siege of frustration is destroyed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 19. Behold at that time I will undo. When is that time? Now. When is that time? God says I will undo all that afflict thee. Every trace of affliction shall be swallowed up this season. Whatever the enemy has done, God will undo by the anointing in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, and I will save her that halted, her that has been stagnated for long. I will give you supernatural mobility. And gather her that have been driven out. How many of you had the testimony shared this morning? How that man was thrown out from his house. He turned a beggar overnight. Nothing was working around him. God already made provision for him. All he did was to plug in. Bible said, and he that was driven out, I will what? I will gather with honor. Somebody will enjoy honor. He said, and I will get them praise and what? And fame wherever they have seen shame. I have good news for somebody here this morning. At your returning in your family, you will become a superstar. Why? Because it is your season of glory. This is one thing that happens in the midst of revival. We are one have been put to shame. Suddenly, the hand of God overturned events. Somebody's events will be overturned here. In that family, we are nobody listening to you. After this meeting, they will begin to listen to you. Before they take any step, they must seek your advice. In the name of Jesus Christ. How many of you had the testimony of our mommy sometimes back? That in that family, women doesn't really... You remember her testimony? But when she traveled home, they had to wait on her. There is somebody here, they will wait on you. Before they take step, they must hear from you. Why? Because God has changed your status. We read about Jephthah in scripture. That the situation surrounding his birth wasn't palatable. She, he, she was, I mean, he was given back to by an alert. Or so to say. But along the line, they threw him out. They said he doesn't have an heritage there. But he never committed suicide. He did not commit suicide. He keyed in to God. He plugged in to God. And God showed up in his life and turned things around. He, he became so great to the point that those who threw him out, they are now the one applying. They wrote letter to him. They said, Jephthah, sorry. We know God is with you. But now, please come and be king over us. I have good news for somebody. That shall be your testimony. That faith, that amen is sick. It may not be for everybody, but for one person here, at your returning, those who mocked you, who ridiculed you, they will return to ask for your favor. We had one of the testimonies of our father, Bishop David Oedepo. He said along the line, even in the household of faith, a pastor mocked him. 
He said he knew that he's the one that, that pastor was actually talking about because he was seated in front while that person was ministering. And the person said, See, they want to be like us. Look at their B2 outside. When that, you know, and it was Papa who brought B2. Praise the Lord. The enemy knows you. Is somebody getting it? They know what you are going through. So don't be surprised. This is when they use this against you. But that is the platform for your making. As that is the platform for your making. Papa said, mockery is the womb of your making. Somebody is here this morning. You have been mocked. Every mortal one involved in that mockery, they will return. To bow to your God. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said, when they, that word was coming, it was like arrow piercing his through his heart. He said, but the only thing he couldn't do was to enter the ground. He said, but he knew that this thing, ah, this man don't finish me. Praise the Lord. But you know what happened? Years after, the daughter of the same pastor came to beg for scholarship. And Papa said, that lady was granted scholarship in Covenant University. Many years after. Now, let me tell you, it will soon pass. This mockery will soon pass. No way mockery pass, what follows is glory. I have good news for somebody here this morning. That your season of glory is come. I said, your season of glory is come. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, what happens when revival occurs? Number one. When revival occurs, we discover that the word of God continues to come alive in our hearts in increasing dimensions. You discover that now you will read the Bible, you will understand it. And now you won't have burden obeying divine instruction. Praise the Lord. When the word of God continues to come alive in one's heart in increasing dimension. I've told my wife before, I said, can you imagine? This same Bible verse I've been reading into for years. I said, lights just shine here now. It is revival. It is not a group thing. It is an individual thing. Praise the Lord. I pray for somebody here this morning that after this meeting, the word of God will begin to make meaning to you. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 34. Let's see. Jeremiah 31 verse 34. Bible says, and they shall teach no more, every man is neighbor, and every man is brother, saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me. Now that shows we won't be begging people to know God. Mm -mm. You won't call your neighbor, I beg, go church, come follow me, go, go church now, know God. Bible says, a time will come, when revival comes, every man will do what? They will know me. Now, from the least of them unto the greatest of them. Praise the Lord. I saw a young man share the scripture, I think on Facebook, and I looked at him. I think he should be around maybe 15 or 16. I told my wife, I said, can you see what is coming out from the mouth of this young chap? It's not a function of age. So don't boast in your age. The best you can do for yourself is to plug in so that you can be relevant. In this season, only those who are custodians of the mind of God become relevant. So if you don't have anything to leverage on, one will be behind. No one here will be behind. But in the season of revival, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, say the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity. That shows iniquity is a major barrier. In the season of revival, iniquity is a major barrier. So if you are here, Praise the Lord. Unbelief could be iniquity. Is somebody getting it now? It's not just fornication. Unbelief could be what? Iniquity. When you don't believe God is an error. For without faith. No, it is impossible to do what? To please God. So when you are not placing him, it is an iniquity. When you have an evil heart of unbelief, you mock every prophetic word that comes. It is iniquity. This one won't grant you asset. So he said, I will forgive their iniquity. That is the good news. No matter what iniquity there is that come with you to church, the hand of God is taking them off. He said, and I will remember what? They are saying no more. Because these are the barriers in the season of revival. When there is no more sin, when there is no more iniquity, then you gain access to the word of God. Somebody's life 
is getting transformed already. In the name of Jesus. Look at Acts, let's see Acts chapter 19 verse 20. We are talking about when revival occurs. What are the symptoms? Or what are, what are those things that we begin to see? Look at it now. So mightily grew the word of God. And what? And prevailed. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. That is the word of God will be on the increase. I have Papa said something and I called those beside me. I said, can you hear what Bishop just said? I said, if Bishop can say this, how much more we grandchildren that are coming in the faith? Praise the Lord. You know, perhaps it was at Shiloh. He said, for the first time in my life, I just saw this scripture. <laughs> Papa, praise the Lord. The same person, people, you know, they call him a walking concordance. A walking concordance. You can quote three versions or ten versions. Verbatim, I will be speaking to the point that people ask him, sir, is it that you memorize scripture? He said, no, I am eating scripture. Praise the Lord. Because what you eat becomes a part of you. Praise the Lord. He now came up and told us and said, ah, this scripture, for the first time, I'm just seeing it. You can see that revival doesn't have limitation. Praise the Lord. It's a daily unfolding of the truth. That's just when this season comes, people's mind will just open up. And people's understanding will just open up. We'll begin to comprehend the power behind the writings. Praise the Lord. That shall be somebody's testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ. What happens when revival occurs? Number two. When going to church becomes a way of life. Perhaps this will speak to some of us here. Praise the Lord. When going to church, what? Becomes a way of life. Not a practice of religion. Is somebody getting it now? Uh, they say we should come to church. No. It now becomes a way of life. That the day you don't go to church, you fall sick. Praise the Lord. You have not seen it. That you know that you have an heritage in Zion. Anytime you are not there, you are not always pleased. Then you can tell the revival has happened to that person. In our respective houses, we can tell when revival happened to your wife or to your husband. You can tell when revival happens to your children. Praise the Lord. Because forcing them to go to church will be out of place. It will look like the Holy Ghost already set an alarm. And people on their home will be waking up because it's a delight to be in Zion. Praise God. I pray that will become our experiences. When going to church becomes a way of life. Let's see Psalm 84 verse 1 to 7. Psalm 84 verse 1 to 7. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Psalm 84 verse 1 to 7. Praise the Lord. Bible says, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, you can see now, is there is a longing. My soul longeth, yea, even fainted for where? For the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cried out for the living God. Yea, the sparrows had found an house. And the swallows a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Look at verse 4. Blessed are they that dwell in what? In thy house. That shows for coming to the house of God alone qualifies you for blessing. They will be still doing what? Pressing thee. Nothing will push them. When challenges come and they run to the house, they know there is safety. Verse 5 says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. Now look at verse 6. You need to understand this. Who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. Now the meaning of the word Baca there means sorrow. Is somebody getting it now? That whoever is passing through the valley of sorrow, the moment you come to church, that sorrow will be turned to joy. I have good news for somebody now. That because you came this morning, 
Every trace of sorrow around you gives way to joy. Make it a well. The rain also filled the pools. Look at verse 7 now. They go from where? From strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. That shows how you came to Zion is not the issue. But how you go. You can come weak. But there is something in Zion that has the capacity to turn your weakness to strength. Perhaps you are here this morning, you are weak in your body. I have good news for you. That the hand of God that is residence in Zion will reach out to you this morning. That weakness is swallowed up by strength. In the name of Jesus Christ. They go from strength to strength. No, I've had testimony of somebody who said, if I will die, just carry me to church. I know the moment you, I enter that Canaan land, just put me on the floor. There are people whose testimony, you know, gave credence to that scripture. That Papa didn't even see them to pray for them. But because their mind is set, they have an understanding that there is a power in Zion that has the capacity to diffuse every works of hell. It's like, just carry me there. Carry me there. But in our day, you hear somebody, your pastor and uh, doctor, you know, when you make a mockery of the prophetic, God says it will make sure that challenge you are going through, it will add to it. That won't be our portion. In the last Daniel eleven thirty-two, the A part says something. Daniel eleven thirty-two, and as such as do wickedly against what, against the covenant, shall he corrupt with flatteries? When you do wickedly, when you mock the work of God, it will make that person's life become a mockery. Praise the Lord. But the people that what that do know their God, we need to understand the scriptures. Those who by reason of the knowledge of God's ability, then God will always show up to manifest his ability on their behalf. Praise the Lord. So, revival of course, when going to church becomes a way of life. If you look at Psalm 122 verse 1, Bible saying something there. said, uh, I was glad. When what? When they say, let us go. We are into the house of the Lord. I think that happens to be one of the best scriptures in our respective life, at least while I was growing up. My mom, you are crying. Hear what the Bible says. I was what? Glad. When they say, let us go here into the house of God. That shows dear joy is restored. Dear healing is released. Dear destiny takes shape in the name of the Lord. Why must we rejoice? If you look at 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. 1 Timothy 3.15 This is why going to church must become a way of life. Look at it. Paul speaking there said, but if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave in the house of God. That is number one. But look at the next line. Which is what? The church of the living God. The what? The pillar and ground of truth. There are truths nobody may ever know until you come to church. David said, why am I killing myself about evil doers that are getting rich? And I was questioning God. God, me that is serving you, you have not blessed me. He said, but when I enter the sanctuary, I understand why God is helping them. Using, because there are labors you may not engage, you need to not engage in. A time will come that you begin to enter into the labor of the unbelievers. Because we are in that season when there will be massive wealth transfer. They will work for you and you will be enjoying. I said they will work for you and you will be enjoying. I said they will work for you and you will be enjoying. So when you come to the house of God, listen, you will not fret anyhow. Because God, the one in charge of your life, knows what he's doing. Praise the Lord. What is in a revival for us? What is it that we stand to gain in this season of revival? Number one. Financial fortune is unleashed upon, a, upon every engaging believer in a revival. Financial fortune is unleashed upon every engaging believer in a revival. That's just you can be a believer and choose to sit on the fence in the, in the revival. You may choose not to come to church or come anyhow you like. 
in a revival. That financial fortune is not for you. You know, in Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17, Bible says, my people through prosperity shall what? Shall be noised abroad. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 7, look at it. Cry and say, thus saith the Lord of hosts, my cities through prosperity shall be what? Shall be spread abroad. And the Lord shall yet comfort who? You need to understand this. This is talking about revival. The city of God is Zion. If you look at Psalm 48, saying, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for what? For situations. The joy of the whole world, praise the Lord, is what? Is Mount Zion. The city of the, uh, in the, in the side of the north, the city of great king. That's your God is raising kings from Zion. Zion has been ordained in that Psalm 42 to be the joy of the whole earth. And for such to happen, God has packaged the Christ chapter 1 verse 17. To say to you that for everyone engaging in this season of revival, prosperity will not become a problem. Maybe you should know what prosperity stands for. Hallelujah. It's not just about money. But there will be sufficient enough for you to get what you need to get as at when you desire to get it. That shows by this, you and I become man and woman of many choices. You will not be limited to a choice. That you want to hit spaghetti in the morning. You won't say, ah, now only Gary day. That in the afternoon, you say, I want to take pounded and say, ah, now only Gary day. And the night, say, oh, this night I feel like taking, like my son said, daddy, I just feel like tasting chicken. I said, <laughs> praise the Lord. Just a king, you know, he's a king. Say, daddy, I just feel like, I said, I told the mother, this boy is coming again. No? I just feel like, you know, I said, what, did, how did you feel? I just feel like tasting something like chicken and potato chips. I said, to God be the glory. It's because you are what? You are a king. You must know what you desire. Praise the Lord. And none of them will see shame. So look at it now. And said, my gospel. That's the Christ chapter 1 verse 17. Please. My city's true prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. And the Lord shall yet what? Comfort Zion. That shows in this season of revival, your comfort too will be rooted in the fact that whatever you desire, your hand reach it. Praise the Lord. Because that is what prosperity does. Nothing good eludes you when you desire it. Praise the Lord. And it covers financial prosperity. Praise the Lord. But the primary prosperity is the prosperity of the soul. Praise God. When that one is in place, then other prosperity soul will fall in place. But God is talking about financial blessing here. That in Zion, I will settle them. So when there is revival, financial fortune is unleashed. Praise the Lord. On the lives of every engaging believer. No one here will miss out in the name of Jesus. Number two, what is in a revival that is available for us to enjoy? Divine health is a lot of every engaging believer in a revival. You enjoy divine health. Challenge may come, but yet there is a way out. Praise the Lord. That's why God has created the platform for healing, health, and wholeness. Praise God. There is a place for healing, health, and wholeness. When we talk about healing, we are talking about the restoration of the original order. Praise the Lord. I speak this morning that somebody's health is restored here. In the name of Jesus Christ. So there is divine health. Because that is the Lord of every engaging believer in a revival. In Exodus 23, 25 to 26, the Bible says, Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God. And it will bless what? Your bread and your water. And it will take away sickness from the midst of thee. Praise the Lord. Even it will forbid miscarriage. It forbids it. It forbids miscarriage. So for everyone here with babies in their womb, I stand upon this altar and I decree the preservation of those babies. I decree the preservation of those babies. In the name of Jesus Christ. There shall be no loss. So these are things we stand to enjoy in this season of revival. Divine health. And this comes, if you look at the condition, thou shalt what? Serve. That in the season of revival, you are not permitted to sit on the fence. If you must partake of this uh, insurance package from an eye. Praise the Lord. Look at Proverbs chapter 13 verse 17. 
This is what God is for everyone that is involved in bringing souls, in adding value, in making sure that God is honored. Then it will what? It will make sure they are secured in their health. A wicked messenger falleth into mischief. Look at the next line. But a faithful ambassador, a good representative, a good agent that is running heaven's agency with faithfulness, such will enjoy health. I have good news for you. So that shows this one is not something anyone can pray into anyone's life. One will take this one automatically by service. Praise the Lord. So it is not prayer that we release this. It is your what? It is your positioning. Your kingdom service. No one here will fall victim of evil. In the name of Jesus. Lastly, every revival empowers believer to command the supernatural. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 13. Bible says, I and the children that God has given to me. We are for what? We are for signs and for wonders. That's just in the season of revival. Strange things begin to happen by our hands. Things that are beyond human comprehension. Testimonies that men couldn't fathom. It's beyond synergy. Praise the Lord. How can you imagine fish swimming inside somebody and just by the anointing oil, by the force that flows through the oil, fish came out. It's not, it didn't come out dead. It came out how? Alive. I would have asked them to put it in an aquarium so that we can punish the devil. Let the fish kill swim and we won't give the fish food. Praise the Lord. Not just fish alone, padlocks with the key. How did it happen? Invincible barriers. Forces of wickedness. Praise the Lord. But the supernatural. Something that is beyond the activity of human forces. The Holy Ghost went on rampage and flushed those devils out. And such shall be the testimony of somebody here this morning. In the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So there's a covenant day of breaking invincible barriers. Now, if somebody said to break such barriers, praise the Lord. I've seen somebody who was shot in the dream. Then by the time the person you know, woke up from that dream, that point, the bullet, saw the bullet wound. These are forces from hell. Praise the Lord. Now, please understand that invisible barriers are real. They are real. Invisible barriers are real. Let's quickly look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 28. Invisible barriers are real. Matthew 13, 24 to 28. Another parable put it forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But why men slept? Did somebody get that now? Now, I want you to just take it the way it is written. Why men what? Slept. His enemy and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. Can you see wickedness? Why men slept could be many things. Why men become careless? Enemy can creep in. When man or man is not on guard, the enemy can take advantage. But let's now say why we are sleeping. Now, when you are sleeping, look at whatever you are holding. Can I see your hand? You are holding something. If you have, a, do we have iPhone in the house? iPhone something, something. Or which phone are you? Have? Let me see your phone. Just hold it. You know, when you are awake, if you have a phone, you are holding If I want to get this phone from you now, uh, you will resist even though I'm your pastor. You say, Pastor Abba, Abba, this one, this one. Praise the Lord. You have power to do what? To resist. But where you are seated now, just go and sleep. You will discover that what you are holding on to that is valuable. Nobody will struggle with you. You will leave it. And the enemy that was struggling with you before because you are awake, you resisted, can now come and say, see him more. It's the same man that was fighting and they will take. Many people's destiny has been stolen while sleeping. Hmm? 
Many valuables have been taken in people's life while sleeping. These are invincible barriers. Praise the Lord. But by the force of the Holy Ghost, you can be sleeping and still be awake. Is somebody getting it? Now, if a lion is sleeping here and snoring, even you that is a human being, you will want your children. This thing you can't tell. They said, mommy, but this lion is snoring. You, I say, even the snoring of a lion is a signal. <laughs> that don't come near. Praise the Lord. Now, by the anointing, God will so much for life that even in your sleep, you will be winning battles. Praise the Lord. From the testimony we had this morning, somebody slept and his best friend caught his hair. Did you hear that testimony? And the moment he woke up from that dream, things, turned, things went down. Praise the Lord. I've slept before. And I saw Kuturu and they just came and took my slippers. And that is the spirit of poverty. And when they, that slippers was taken and they ran. And I woke up and I heard God said to me, son, sleep back and go and fight that battle. It was like, I told my wife, and I went back and I still found myself in the same place. But this time around, they empowered. And I was able to run after the, and take the slippers. And I woke up again. God said, now your victory is secure. Now, after this meeting, whoever has taken anything from you, by the force of this anointing, there shall be sevenfold restoration. I said, there shall be sevenfold restoration. Now, listen, many destinies have been tampered with in our season of ignorance. Your children are staying with somebody and you thought they are the best of friends. But because those kids doesn't know nothing, they tamper with their life. I have good news for somebody here this morning. That in the season of revival, vengeance of God too is stirred up. So by the anointing, this vengeance of God will be stirred up in your favor. Any mortal one sitting on your glory, sitting on what belongs to you, by the force of the anointing, that siege is destroyed. I said, that siege is destroyed. In the name of Jesus Christ. So when men slept, the enemy crept in, and so he would sit into their destinies. Many slept normal. They woke up with HIV. And they're asking them questions. How did it happen? Say, me too, I don't know. Is it that you slept with somebody? It's me. You thought all those with HIV slept with people? No. These are afflictions from hell. Somebody just woke up with tuberculosis. You can't explain it. But there is a way out. Now, we have the redemptive right to clear them off our path of destiny. Somebody say amen. First John chapter 4 verse 4. Please understand that amongst other things, let's quickly look at some of those ways through which you can crush these invisible barriers. First John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is who is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So we must allow this scripture to come alive in our lives. Or else we'll still be playing game with the wicked ones. Praise the Lord. Among others, the following are keys to crushing invincible barriers. Number one, if these barriers must be crushed or broken in your life, you must be born again and you must remain so. You must be what? You must be born again and remain so. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 to 6. Praise the Lord. Number two, now that you are born again, you have now become a child of light. So you must keep walking in the light of his word. As a child of light, keep walking in the light of his word. Know where you go to for your needs to be met. Praise the Lord. This is warning for somebody. Know where you go to seeking for help. What God, whatever you see that is not God that is doing it, don't come and stand before God, uh, before people and say, see what God's done. Or a such person's life will attract causes from an eye because you are mocking God. That God, see what you can do. They have done it. I have now come. That is a warning for somebody here this morning. 
You can't come to church and see visit an herbalist. That is a warning for somebody here now. Or else in the season of revival, listen to me now. Revival moves men forward and there are men who go backward in the season of revival. Depending on where you stand. If God is not the one working that thing, don't make the mistake to stand there and say it is God. Or else it's automatic. You carry cause. You can't help God. We don't need people to come and lie that God has done something. What God has not done, don't say he's the one who do it. So that when the crisis comes, people can know. We are the, because every blessings of God lasts in the lives of the people. Watch out. Watch out. Praise the Lord. So we must keep walking in the light. So that you mix light with darkness, you now come and make real of God here. Praise the Lord. And now listen to this. Whatever the enemy gives you, they will come and place a demand over it. So when your crisis season comes, don't make people look stupid before God. Praise the Lord. Number three, keep walking by faith. Keep walking by faith. First John chapter 5 verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 6. Praise the Lord. Keep walking by faith. Number four, keep serving God and the interests of his kingdom. Is a requirement for being a partaker in the season of revival. Keep serving God and the interests of his kingdom. Number five, keep following his leading. Keep following his leading. Praise the Lord. Psalm 23, verse 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd. Then Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17 and 21. When he led them, challenges may come, but there is a shorty. That there is a way of escape. Praise the Lord. When he led them, they thirst not. God will satisfy somebody's thirst here this morning. In the name of the Lord. Number six. Keep speaking boldly against all forms of barriers on your path. Luke 21, 15. What you don't want, you don't watch. Don't be afraid to confront those challenges. Praise the Lord. Keep speaking boldly against all forms of barrier on your part. Now, the forces, the operation of spirit spouses will be terminated here this morning. Because I am hearing it again and again. The operation of spirit spouses, spirit husband, spirit girlfriend, spirit wife, shall be frustrated here this morning. In the name of the Lord. When next they come, they will meet their Waterloo. Keep speaking boldly against all forms of barriers on your part. Number seven, engage a lifestyle of praise to secure God's presence. We read in that scripture, and as they keep praising him, God turns things around for them. Psalm 22 verse 3, praise the Lord. Engage a lifestyle of praise to secure God's presence. Praise the Lord. And lastly, expect that by the anointing today, everyone shall be rescued from every shocking situation of life. If you are here, let your amen show it. And we shall live triumphantly in the adventure of life in the name of the Lord. Isaiah 10, 27, Bible says, It shall come to pass today that the burden shall be lifted up from upon our shoulders and the yoke from off our neck and the yoke shall be destroyed by the anointing. Rise on your feet this morning. Whatever battle, you know you are fighting a battle, but you can't tell. The Holy Ghost has the capacity to locate them. And every one of such battles shall be crumbled here this morning. They shall be subdued. The Bible says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, O ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory will come in. 
Praise the Lord. Before we pray this morning, listen to me now. The starting point, the foundation is your salvation. If you are here this morning, you know you are not giving your life to Christ. You are not born again. You know, God gave me an illustration signs back. He said, if you are not with me, you are like handkerchief in the hand of the in the hand of a man. You know whoever is holding an handkerchief can do anything with the handkerchief. This one, I can use it to clean my face. Is that not so? I can use it to blow my nose. If I feel, I can use it to clean shoe. So that is how such person is. That person will not have a choice. But now your choice can begin with taking sick with Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Champion Circle Podcast. If this message has blessed you and you would like more information about Champion Circle, please visit us at championcircleblogspot.com. Make sure to subscribe, follow, review, comment, listen, download, and share Champion Circle Podcast. We leave you with this word from Acts 20, 32. Now I entrust you to God, whose gracious truth is transformational and able to rebuild your character to be like Christ and give you the promised inheritance of eternal life, joining all those who are fully healed. See, See you, you next time. time.